gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. Here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 114. And, uh, there's your number for the day. If you want to bet it, 114-114. It'll make you all the money in the world. Uh, we're not here to bet on the lottery. We're here to talk about some shows. We got uh, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and Black Lightning uh, all this week. And uh, spoiler, but I think Black Lightning won again this week. But uh, <laughs> but joining me this week, he's out in the congregation with his thirty dollar a thirty thousand dollar Rolex ring in his hands, Mister Daryl Taylor. Hey, it's not about me and my money. Just put it in the collection plate and just keep it moving. <laughs> And he has the ability to shrink and enlarge things, so ladies, you better beware, Mr. Richard the Chub Toad Sheldon. <laughs> I'm a gum shoe, not gum on a shoe. <laughs> um, before we get to our weekly shows, though, we had a few news bits I wanted to get to. We got an, uh, an, a, uh, a report this week that DC is going to be doing a prequel series called Metropolis. Uh, I guess in the in the footsteps of Gotham, much like Gotham for Batman. Although, it's the same writers. It's the same writing room doing right, it. Right, it's John Stevens and Danny Cannon who routinely to write the story. And I guess it's already gotten a 13-episode order, and it's going to debut on the DC exclusive streaming service uh, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out either later this year or early next year, along with Young Justice and Titans. But yeah. it's, it's supposed to follow Lois Lane and Young Lex Luthor. Yeah. That was um, weird, it, right? It's supposed to be a fringe kind of show, mm-hmm. like like the premise of Fringe, but in Metropolis with those two before Superman. Who asked for this? Uh, <laughs> the people that made money off Gotham, I would guess. It yeah. sounds terrible, terrible. I just don't don't. I mean, didn't we already have a prequel to Superman called Smallville? Ten years worth. Yeah, I just I don't get where they're coming from with this. I mean, I granted, you know, when, when they announced Gotham, I wasn't quite sure where they're going uh, um, with that either. But, but I mean, it, this even less so. At least yeah, with I'm, Gotham getting into the, I mean, Gotham is very much a character on its own, so that had me intrigued. And then going in there with the whole, um, with the whole. Uh, um, backstories on 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 gordon and all that that at least had my interest but i never i or anybody i know has never said you know what i want to know what would happen if lois and lex in their youth teamed up to investigate fringe science events i i i just have no desire for that i i i i I can't jump to judge and then i and then i wind up liking it like i can't i I gotta see what they do i gotta see who they pick I got to see, like, because there were comics based on just Lois Lane alone. I don't know why they just didn't do that, though. Just have Lois Lane, um, you know, being a reporter before Superman. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to go really young. I don't even know why they went really young. They could have just had it where, and it's a show with a female lead, 
and she gets to be just as daring and and you know like Lois was her own superhero before Superman got there. Um, yeah, you I know mean, they always talked about her like that, right? As being the most mm-hmm. uh, you know daring reporter who will dig deep to find you know the story. Any you know like it, no matter the danger, that was her before, right? So I, just, I mean, with Gotham, you have the history of. You know, Batman as a boy, and like, right. and, and Richard makes a really good point that you know Gotham itself is a very uh, well-defined, almost like a character mm-hmm. uh, in in the mm-hmm. story. Metropolis is, I mean, it's basically New York in the daytime, right? I mean, I don't see a lot of backstory there unless you're talking yeah, about, I don't. like, unless you're talking about you know Superman's foes. I mean, and that's mostly, I mean, a lot of those spun out of Luthor. You know, I mean, different continuities, right. but I mean, Metallo spun out of Luthor. You know, I mean, a lot of those spun out. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do a show like Fringe, do a show like Fringe. I just don't see the right. Like, the, I don't see the pull of putting in Metropolis. You know, I mean, I, I yeah, I just don't know what'll be the case. I mean, the whole thing with the, I don't know what the thing would lose. Like, if it becomes another thing of Luther being good in the beginning, and then slowly going down a dark path. Well, based on the mythos, if it's before Superman, he would have been somewhat good because it wasn't until in the comics, anyway, that Superman crossed him and it caused his hair loss or whatever. All that. Accident. Well, it depends on which. It depends right. on which right. comic you yeah. buy. I mean, he was always after that. He was, you know, like his parents made him evil like that. Like he, he wasn't yeah. a good person. You know, that's the Superboy stuff. We don't even know if they're going to pull out that there's there's no Superboy in this. So that's not that and, story. And They're they, launching an app off of this, though. Who Who's going to buy an app for they, this? Well, that's one of the things they're launching the app off of. It's really off of probably um, people waiting for is the Teen Titans one and right. the Young Justice one. And I think you know, once their streaming service comes into into play, that might, that app might have a lot more things to do than just talking right. about Metropolis. But like, I mean, for, I mean, and I didn't watch uh, Smallville exhaustively like you guys did. I just caught mm-hmm. it here and there. But weren't there a lot of Creature of the Week episodes of Smallville too? That yep. was the basic yep. of start of, of Smallville was Creature of the Week, but they based it all on him coming. Like, but for him to not be there, yeah. I if mean, Clark is not going to be there yet, I mean, we as far as we know, Clark is not going to be there. If they make this some sort of like. Nancy Drew type story. I don't know why they didn't make Jimmy be the one that she's teamed up with. The right. younger Jimmy. Yeah, that would make sense. Or even, you know? or even like a version of, I mean, Star Labs originally sprung out of, of Superman. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you could do something like they did in the cartoon, like with Hamilton, uh, Dr. Hamilton and stuff. You know, and yeah, have, support. Have her, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. to work her, you know, mm-hmm. work with her. But like, I just, I, I again, you know, Daryl. I don't want to poo-poo it and then end up loving the show, but I just don't see. Where <laughs> I don't see where I they're coming from, you know. Yeah, I don't know enough about it yet. Like all we know now is just the five-second pitch. We are hearing what they pitched to the people to get it done, to get it approved. That's right. what we're hearing. The 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 five-second pitch. That's it. Like, but when they actually have to do this thing and write it. You got to add more stuff to it. Like if they turn this into a Nancy Drew type thing, I don't mind it. Like if you have a female young character, this is for young it, people, and it's a female lead, and she gets to be the investigative reporter who con- who helps people along the way as she's doing these stories. 
I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I you know, it might not be something I would be totally into, but if they do, but I mean, this thing has to attract everybody. It has to attract partnering with not just life. adults, and it has to attract kid. It has to attract kids too. Like it, it like there has to be something that's going to be all ages to get people to pay for this app. Right. That's that's exactly where I was headed with it. I mean, they they need. I mean. You know, CBS had decent, but but not you know blockbuster results with their Star mm-hmm. Trek launch. And Star Trek is a huge franchise that everyone recognizes, has a built-in fan base, right? Um, I'm just wondering if the, even with the Young Justice and the the Titans and this, they'll be able to draw people enough enough people to pay for their streaming service. I think you know, like you mentioned, Daryl, before in previous episodes, if they you know, um, have like their back catalog of a lot of stuff. Like yeah, if they, they have, like, have that. If they have the you know Batman animated series, Batman Beyond, Justice League animated. Um, you know, all the stuff in their back, and maybe you know some of the Batman movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then, then it becomes more appealing. Yeah. I think they might have uh, you know more of a easy of an easier time selling it. But you know, as far as their you know new generated content, I mean, I'm in just because of Young Justice. But I mean, I'm in because right. of Titans, right? So, yeah. But the, I mean, they have their built-in fan bases, but that really right. isn't like a big crossover fan base, you know? Right, um, that's not enough. Like right. they, they need to make this so that um, not just all age, you know, all ages, but all um, gender, you know, genders like mm-hmm. want to watch this thing. Like it's got to have enough for them too. And they, I mean, they're already going to have the the major fanboys. They have to bring in like the general public. They know? have to. This is the people getting those superhero teams. That's doing really well for them. For DC, yeah. those superhero team comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women, the little girls. Uh, is that what they call it? The superhero, superhero girls. girls. Yep. DC right. superhero like, girls. Yeah. Like that's that's uh, it's been doing very good for them because they're again it's a it's it it's a. a you know, a, a demographic that just has not been served by superheroes. You I'll know, tell by... you, you're you're absolutely right, true. Because like my niece, she's seven now. I have bought her every superhero girl's Lego set, mm-hmm. the action figures, the dolls, the comic right. books, all of that, and she loves it. She liked superheroes before because she had her nerdy uncle influencing her. Right. But that level of excitement just tripled once that. But they fall came. out. But then that demographic, they notice that that demographic of, of of females, when they get to a certain age, they drop out. They don't stay. Right. So that's the thing. They have to do put stuff on this app because this app has got to make them back that money. Right. So they have got to put things on this app that are going to attract enough people um, to to buy it. Like it's got to be enough that families will be like. You know, like this. All right, it's enough stuff on here that my son and my daughter, and you know, maybe if right. I have a, a teenager who who's in the comics, they'll all have something that they can watch on the app, and that's why I'll get it. But if you don't do that, yeah. and it's just it's just for us, meaning us men demographic, of, yeah. you know, and that's we not comic be readers, enough. that's not going to be it's enough. It's not enough people. We are not enough of an audience is going to nope. spend enough money to keep that app afloat. Like. Even with the TV app of Star Trek, you know where they're getting the real big stuff from over because it's international on Netflix. Yep, that's what's helped to build that audience for for um, Discovery. It wasn't CBS that did it. It was, you know, it was the ones here that you know Star Trek fans like me who would, you know, who could do it anyway, no matter what. But it needed those numbers making it available on Netflix overseas and. 
and those numbers for them were very good. And, like, I, and I, that's, think, I think the fact is, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think the fact that it's a really good show and it's been really well reviewed too, it's been really helping yeah. it to be drawing in. Like you said, Daryl, you're the hardcore Star Trek audience. You're going to buy it no matter what. You're ride or die with Star Trek, right? But yeah. like, but to make like, and you make this point very well. To to you have to cast a wider net than that to, to yeah. for this to be lucrative for them. So there are people there are people watching Discovery that have never watched a Trek show before. Yeah, I believe it. There, it's it's and to have it, and you know what's helping that show to have women in the lead. Mm-hmm. It means a lot, right? And then add to that to have so many, you know more aliens and people of color and all that kind of like all those things are making it a very um popular show and plus it's overseas so everybody's getting to see this you know this is not just an american audience this is this is an overseas audience so they have to do what w the warner brothers has to like put enough content on there and they have to advertise the stuff to get enough eyes to watch because everybody's going to be trying to get somebody to check out their app. That's all we've been hearing, like, for the yeah. last couple yeah. of years is I have an app and I have an app. And, you know, like, everybody's been trying. CW, still, their app is still free because they're trying to get enough people to watch their programming on that app. And best believe if they get the numbers that they want, they'll charge you. Just like Hulu that's, was free. That's how I watch the CW shows is on their app. You know, and and if anybody from the CW app people are listening, please turn down the volume coding on your commercials, please. And, <laughs> yeah, they're bad. It, that's yeah. TV period, though. But I mean, we, don't forget, we also have the Disney Marvel app coming up. I mean, yeah, that, that's going to yeah. have all the Disney, all the Star Wars, all mm-hmm. the Marvel on it. I mean, yeah. pl- plus new content, so it's going to be a lot and of someday probably X Men and uh, Fantastic Four and oh, whatever and Nef- else they get. Netflix from Fox. is going up. Netflix yep. is going up right now, and their how much their app costs. And I, I heard it might be hints of Hulu going up as well. So oh, we'll see how it all shakes out. I yeah. get enough entertainment out of Netflix that it's worth the increase. I, I mean, think, I don't I think, like. I think most people but... feel that way, but I mean, Netflix spends a lot of money for for um, yeah. For you know, yeah. um, exclusive content, and they mm-hmm. keep it coming all the time. That's why there's always so many things to watch on Netflix. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the other prequel news that we got this week that we talked about with um, uh, it's also a Superman prequel of sorts is the Krypton show. We have a release date now on Siffy of uh, March 21st. See, I'm kind of excited for this one a little bit, not because of the connection to Superman per se, but it sounds intriguing. I mean, we know things about Krypton as fans of the comics for so many years and everything else, but I mean, to go, what is this? I think it's a couple hundred years before Superman. It follows like his grandparents' generation or something like that. And I don't know, just all the stuff that I've read and seen on the premise, it's got me interested, unlike that other show. Well, it's science. It's hard. It, it it seems to be they're going the hard science fiction route for it. So, um, I think that kind of might be the draw, and less than the Superman stuff, but right. more of if you can get the people that like science fiction to check it out. Even people that don't like Man of Steel, right. they like that opening um, segment of it, of it, the action and adventure and the science fiction part of it, and fantasy. You know, science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy is the part of it. So if they, and I think that's what they want to draw on people that like that kind of genre, those genres. Well, um, it is, and I mean, from sci- what they're saying, 
sci-fi mm. before, you know, it's always been kind of their original programming. It kind of sticks to just that demographic, and that's about all it pulls. But that's why I think this could have been any show of uh, On Another Planet, blah, blah, blah. The reason it's Krypton mm. is to have that cross-draw and pull people that are like, oh, I like Superman. Yeah. And Everybody so, wants their Game of Thrones. Everybody yeah, wants their kind yeah, of Game yeah. of Thrones. See, that's, that's why I'm ambivalent about this. On one hand, it's been pitched as like Game of Thrones in space with mm-hmm. a lot of smart writing and everything. And on the other hand, it's being produced by David S. Goyer, who I really yeah. have no faith in whatsoever. Like all the stuff he's ever made, done that I've enjoyed, he's co-written or <coughs> had a credit with someone else. And all the stuff he's done by himself has been just kind of poopy. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a good show. Uh, I have, you know, I guess cautiously optimistic would be the best way to go, uh, or best way to describe uh, the way I'm looking at this. But... I agree with you on that because Goyer has a yeah Goyer Goyer has a way of when he does things on his own, it's not as good as yeah he doesn't have a good re- training on someone else yeah. So we'll so, see. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking about it in May, in uh, March. Um, and, uh, just so everyone's on the same page, we mentioned, uh, well, we're, before we came on the air, Gotham does not start back till March 1st, so we'll be following that then, so we got right. another, another month then. Oh, did we ever mention Watchmen? Because that's part of this, too. Oh, the Watchmen HBO sh- uh, show yeah. that we're working on? I didn't, yeah. Was there something else announced for that? Because I missed it if there was. Uh, well, I mean, besides the director of it, we have the, the director who's worked on The Leftovers is going to be, I think, the showrunner for it. The only thing that I read solid on this was that the the head of HBO said that it was incredible. To which I'm like, well, of course, <laughs> it's well, an HBO incredible. show, right? Yeah. No, I'm just going. He's going to come out. No, this is a piece of shit. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm only going by the director of it. Um, no. That she, the one, she's from the leftovers, so she's still, you know, she's someone who had worked with HBO. Right. on previous things so hiring that i mean hiring her that's the only thing that makes me go they're going somewhere when they start hiring actual um the actual director and showrunner of right. it so and, and they just seem to be putting a lot of money into it so that's a good sign Spe- speaking yeah. of just kind of a quick tangent are either of you reading doomsday clock yes i read the first uh, i read the first two issues i, I just finished the third it is so good Hmm, I'm really surprised because I didn't like the before Watchmen stuff that came out a few years ago. But oh, this, really? yeah. See, I love that stuff. Uh, some there of it, were some of it was of really it. good. I mean, that Darwin Cook Minutemen was solid. That's gold. what I was about to say. And I, that, that, I like that Lee, one. Lee Bermeo Rorschach was just was just point on point all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some of the other ones, like the Night Owl one, wasn't as great. Um, no. Silk Spectre was pretty good. Amanda Connor really surprised. Yeah, me that was that. pretty good. Yeah. But but um yeah doomsday clock I'm 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 in uh, Russ and I uh, HHWLOD is about to celebrate his tenth is celebrating his tenth anniversary this year and um, Russ and I have been uh, talking about doing a doomsday clock sum up when it's all said and done so cool it's kind of a tenth anniversary it's uh, gonna thing, be a so. while yeah they while. just announced it is gonna go it's going to buy monthly instead of monthly so. Yeah, oh, it is? I, did. I didn't know yeah, that yeah. announcement. Yeah. I, I already knew. I mean, going in, I already knew it was going to be something yeah, that was going to be delayed. Gary Frank has kind of a, a, a reputation for that kind of thing. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm really um, enjoying the hell out of it. I'll just say that. It's going to be hard competition. I, I'm thinking about all these superhero universes that are trying to be done because we have the uh, Mark Millar uh, thing going on with Netflix. We have the... Um, Amazon basically saying we're canceling a bunch of stuff 
and we're going to push for the mainstream stuff. And part of that mainstream stuff for them is superhero stuff. That's why they're putting a lot of money into the boys right now. Right. And the and they that I'm very excited for. That's one of my favorite and they, series. And they fast-tracked it. So, yeah, so this is, this is everybody's really competing, and they have to that everybody has to level up. I think DC has to too. They have to they have everybody has to be prepared to level up in quality in all the shows, I think. Oh, agreed. It's, it's I mean, got to be a glut. Well, there are so many superhero TV shows and movies mm-hmm. now that it has to really stand out to to make a mark, you know. You got just, to. You can't just have your standard superhero story anymore. It's got to be no. a new take. It's going to be something like fresh. Like Black Lightning. Like Black Lightning, a great example. Let's talk about Supergirl first, though, since we're going in chronological order. Mm-hmm. And the first the episode we're talking about this week is called For Good. And Lena gets to embrace her Luthorness a little bit this time out, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, well, she did some of that when she tried to kill him the first time. And yeah, told yeah. Everybody. Um, the first, we start out the episode with um, uh, Alex running out um, a MRI on Sam, trying to figure out her memory loss. And uh, they draw blood mm-hmm. from her, which I was like, wait a minute. It, it, the, the needle goes through her skin, no problem, huh? Yeah. Which I, I thought, well, maybe it's when she's not in that personality. But then I think back to that day where she got shot in the crowd. Mm-hmm. She was bulletproof then. And then she so, wasn't She wasn't affected by the kryptonite either. Uh, yeah, I don't know how this works. I, I'm very curious to see how this these abilities work because it doesn't really make sense that it, that you can find all these scans that they have can find nothing. Right. Have, have another question too, that this brought up in my mind and I may have just completely missed it in watching Supergirl these last couple of years, but when was it ever established that Alex has all this medical training and knowledge? Oh, that she was a scientist. She studied yeah, aliens. She has a science background. She, that's why she's in the DEO. Uh, well, yeah, I knew she had a science background, but I just didn't know that she was that. No, they they so. even said they even said that her whole thing of going to school was to learn alien biology to take care of her sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's been established. They yeah. just yeah. forgot about it. Like they kind of got away from that uh, and got more into the uh, badass agent the, of death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. Like, I figured I was wrong. I just, I, it, yeah. I just couldn't place it in my mind that she would have that level of expertise, especially later in the episode when she has to, you know, really mm-hmm. help Lena there. So, yeah, right. she used to be that, but they just forgot. They haven't, they haven't shown all aspects of her personality. What really happens when she starts dating, it's forgotten. That's kind of <laughs> what happens with, with characters. Um, Alex does convince Sam to come clean with Lena and Kara about who she's been lying. She's been lying to about her missing time. Um, but, uh, Alex, you know, reminds her how important her friends are. And then Sam finally comes clean. Kara and Lena are warm and supportive to her, but Sam frets about what she's going to do without protecting Ruby. Now, here's what I'm wondering about. Like what mm. are they not making the connection that she's rain here? Uh, no, no, that not at all. Be like, hey, you they... look a lot like that rain person that we fought a couple of times, and you know you were blocked out of your memory about the same time we fought that person, rain. Hmm. Well, and I... then you you got a telepath. I mean, like you have you have futuristic tech. I like, can I look know. past all of that because, and even the lookalike, because when she's in that mask and stuff, it's hard to make her features. But no, that you can't tell. But I'm saying you have access to it. 
it's no big deal to just go there and be like, you know, Brainy put that thing on her. Mm-hmm. But if that's, they, that's hmm? my complaint, though, is it's not that. It says she has these blackouts and then she comes to and everything. She came to for a moment on Fort Ross. So she should be able to remember that. Even if it seems like a fuzzy dream, she should have had that memory of I, I saw Supergirl and this and that. It's, and then it's TV. It's it's. But I right. mean, to go along with it, it's TV amnesia. I mean, I, I bet <laughs> you, I bet you, when she eventually gets revealed or it's close to being revealed, she will start to come out. She'll start to fight and come out of it a little bit, and there'll be that struggle. But for right now. You know, they have to not know. I know, I know. Still. Um, Morgan Edge and Lena have a chance encounter. Lena accuses of being terrified of powerful women. And Edge says she's just a wannabe. Um, and Edge hops in his car and speeds off, but his brakes are cut. And it autopilots itself right to the water. And he was able to, uh, you know, break out of the trunk moments before it crashes through the railing and explodes in a hail of so-so C- CGI. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> um, Edge burst into the Catco newsroom. Don't they have any security there at Catco? <laughs> they, they should have security. I'm saying, man, this is a, this is a public but Darryl, newspaper, man. People come in there mad all the time because yeah. there are people that are angry about stories. They're supposed to have security. This is the thing, though, is later Jimmy says something about security and saying security knows not to let him in next time. I'm like, wait a minute. They let him in? He looks, even if they don't know who he is, he is covered in explosion or, or uh, you know, yeah. he's been torn yeah. to pieces. Yeah. You just let a guy walk in like that? He looked, it looked like, a homeless, he looked like it was a homeless dude in an explosion. Yeah. You know? right. Exactly. <laughs> even if they recognize that he's a public figure, they, he still has no ownership in that company, so there's no... There's no way they should have. But again, you have to stop ourselves with your show because, again, yeah. it's TV and they didn't want to take the time to have them look at him on screen and be like, do you want to talk to him or not? Blah, 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 blah. Common sense no, only goes so that. far. <laughs> yeah. But it answers yeah. your question. Is there security? Yes, it's just they're incompetent. Yeah. 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 I've seen, seen better securities at like a local carnival. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's no evidence of tampering. That means uh, for them, they figure it was, uh, it was some sort of a hack job. And as uh, soon as Lena says she wants to stop the cycle of threats, she gets a cup of coffee and she drops to the ground, frothing at the mouth. Um, James races to the coffee cart and gets the poisoner, who for some reason hung around. I don't know why he would stay there. Of course. Of course. Um, but before he catches him, a mystery bullet drops him before he can answer any questions. Right. That night, Guardian is back to dangle Morgan Edge from the top of a parking garage. I'm back to, to come and walk around and be useless. Uh, yeah, Edge denies it, but then uh, says he's bummed that she didn't die, and Guardian tosses Edge into a windshield and leaves. Uh, yeah. Um, Kara flies un- unconsciously into the DEO. Uh, Alex jumps into action and diagnoses cyanide poisoning from the scent of almonds. And I'm not so clear about what exactly happens here, but somehow her freeze breath cools Lena down and saves her you life. You got to, man, I, you ain't alone. Cause I said, I'm like, I'm like, really? Is that how they treat poison? Huh? Is that how easy it is? Like, well, it's still moving through your body. I would have right? bought it more if if Kara had burned the poison out with like targeted heat vision. You know, what Word, I mean? that would have right? made more sense to me, but. 
the way I took it was, well, because arsenic, like any poison, is going to have to metabolize in your system for it to right. start taking yeah. effect. Right. Metabolism only happens as if your blood is flowing, your heart is pumping it away and everything like that. So by freezing her down and slowing her heart rate, it's slowing the metabolism. Right, and causing, and causing hypothermia and frostbite uh-huh. and uh-huh. tissue yes. damage more so than even the poison would. It's just the, it's mm-hmm. just the point of being that exact with it, like you, I guess, like to be able to be that exact. But I, you know, I, I literally, when I watched that, I literally said to myself, "Because science, right? <laughs> and it, we get that a lot." And I, and, I say and that every funny. episode at least once. <laughs> and it's funny because I know if the audience comes back and it's like, "Well, it's an effing comic book thing." Then if that's the string you want to pull, we can go back to a lot of episodes where it should have been a comic book thing and it wasn't. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But it, that was one of those things where they were like, it would look cool if Supergirl just froze her with her super breath. What and that's it, basically what told, we got. What mm-hmm. is it you guys told me last week? It's just a show? Right from the Mystery Science Theater. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sit back and yeah. relax, right? Um, John has a heart-to-heart with Kara on the balcony, which they always have scenes out on that balcony. Always. Um always. Kara returns Lena to Catco, and then Lena wakes up and shares a strange dream she had about flying while Kara carried and her. you were there? And a million fanfics were written that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shipping Kara and you know Lena. You know there were. You there's, know there were. There's a whole, there's a whole, um, I forget the name of the blog on Tumblr, but there's a whole like, mm-hmm. bunch of them that they're shipping uh, Kara and Lena big time. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know, I'm gonna have to look this up. Okay, uh, after, after the show, buddy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't fall down that rabbit hole. Um, James and Kara tell Lena that Edge hired the poisoner, and I didn't understand where they made that connection because they didn't really have any evidence that Edge was exactly. But they're just like, oh, it was him. He did it. But I'm like, well, no, because you he, don't know that they, though. They're assuming he's after her, especially right. after he just came up there and threatened her. But, but yeah, it was a far stretch. Lena digs into L Corp and finds a uh, an R and D packet on a dissolving bullet prototype. Follows the breadcrumbs and boom, there's Lillian Luthor. Lillian is back. Why? You know, one thing I have about this is, didn't she learn her lesson when she almost died in a plane full of explosives? I guess. When she went alone to to investigate I, stuff. I. I do Luther's ever learn their lesson, Daryl? Like, you have access. Like, you just went through a whole thing, and you almost... Not only did you almost die, you almost cost the whole thing because it was harder for Supergirl to save, to stop the plane because he, she had to also keep you alive at the same time. So you think you'd learn... Someone who's as smart as she is, you would think, okay... I almost made a big mistake because I almost shot this dude and crossed the line and all this kind of stuff. I gotta not do that again, right? right? Like this is a mantra. I have to not do that again. Why would you go to that place? Because you've already known there is some crooked stuff going on in the company, and you find out about it every couple of episodes, right? And you you try to take care of it. Why go there at night? She always wants to go at night to places mm-hmm. by herself. By herself. When you have, where everyone knows that they're trying to kill you. Someone is trying to kill you. Whether right. it's Morgan or not, someone is trying to kill you. So why not bring some of the DEO people with you or anybody? Like, 
private security dudes. I mean, even you know what I mean. Tell I mean, me, tell Supergirl, like uh, even even say Kara, get Kara for me. Like like you know, get Supergirl for me and tell her to meet me at blah 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 place. Right, right, something like that. Like it just it just was like why would you why would you do this all over again? I don't know. Um, there, uh, Lena returns back to Catco. And with a little help from Kara, she's going to try to keep Lillian from killing Edge. Uh, even though she lets her mom go. Like, she's like, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know what she's going to do other than, like, call yeah. something. But um, she sees Edge on TV being uh, handed mm-hmm. an admission badge that matches the one she saw her mother had at the warehouse. Right. Um, Kara allows Lena to sneak in, and Lena corners Edge, tells him about her mother's plans, and says the only way you're going to survive the night is if she gets a recorded confession. So as she pulls out a mini recorder, a drone drops out of the sky and draws a target on the badge. And Edge uses one of his security guards as a human shield. Of and then, course. And then gets knocked off his uh, feet by super breath when he tries to run. Now, there's a little moment here where Lena really screwed up that I bet they don't even cover on this this show. and And that is, yes, she got him confessing, but then she also implicated herself in a crime. Yeah. Because she said, you see, because she pressed the recorder and then she goes, mm-hmm. you see that drone right there? That drone's going to kill you unless you confess and I I tell you or whatever. But That's the whole coercion. thing is That's now coercion. it's coercion. It's a form of extortion in a way, yeah. but it's also being complicit in, a, in, in an attempt at murder. So she is it, it basically put herself up as a criminal. A lot, too a lot of work that way in, in the CW severe shows. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite part comes next is when Lillian yeah. shows up in a Lexo suit. That was hot. That was cool. That I was awesome. I was awesome yeah, with that. Yeah. that was a hot I, I have the action figure I'm looking at right now of Lex in that same suit. Yeah, or or his version of it. Um, suddenly, Supergirl is there, joined by Monel and Guardian. Uh, Guardian and Lena wail on edge while the aliens take on Lillian. Um, Supergirl engages Lillian while Monel, with an assist from Wind, takes control of a drone. And blast still, the Lexo suit right off of Lillian. They still don't know how to do choreography when there's more than one superhero, I, I notice. Because yeah. there are moments when Monel just sat there floating. You're right. She yeah. had, he had nothing. He didn't know what the hell to do. And I'm like, you really don't know. Like, you guys don't know how to direct. I don't even know why they used the drone. Why didn't she just use some super speed and just take the suit off of her? You, know? you ask another great question because right. you are super fast. Yep. You were faster than that drone. There's no reason she couldn't have just did the super fast thing. And he's strong, too. He could have held her while Supergirl yes. dismantled the suit. Like, there's no reason why. Because the suit just seemed to fall off, right? Yeah. From getting two shots by the drone. That was the only thing, too. You got That suit was great. It looked, it looked great. And it was supposed to be powerful for two seconds. And then, and then it gets two shots from the other drone. And you can't tell me that. Supergirl's heat vision is not as powerful as that drone's, uh, you know, right. rays or whatever. Exactly. So that was just that stuff. That's the stuff that was just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Edge gets hauled away in cuffs. Uh, Lena says, You know where to find me. My name's on the building. Ooh. Uh huh. Um, then she says goodbye to Lillian, who's strapped to a stretcher and under arrest. Uh, the world. The episode ends with progress on the world color front. Wind's been tracking meteor impact sites. 
Right. Uh, and you discovered four possible candidates who survived catastrophes that should have killed them. That seemed real sketchy to me. Well, um, Supergirl was like, I know it's her. Yeah, right. Um, well, she saw her in her vision at the beginning of the episode, didn't she? Right. She had her dream yeah. of rain and stuff. And then she says, we go get her. So... Which I don't even know why she had the vision of the like, which goes to which I thought was going to be the whole thing of her being stuck in a coma was that there was a latent memory that's trying to come out that hasn't yet. Yeah, that's what that. I, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't know where that was coming from either. They did name drop Computo though this episode. Mm-hmm. I was pretty mm-hmm, happy yeah. about that because they said they used a similar um, drone approach against him. Right. Um. All right, I give this a B minus. I'm giving it a B because the Lexo suit was cool, but I'm giving it a minus for too many leaps in logic. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I gotta, but I had to give it a C plus. That's I was good, about the same reasons, and I was going to say C plus as well. Okay, let's move on to what I think is definitely the best of the bunch this week: Black Lightning. Uh, they're three for three, guys. I, I, yeah. every, every episode I think has been strong. Um, this episode, no exception. Uh, we start off with Lawanda's funeral. Lawanda from last episode, who was mm-hmm. the one who tried to take justice in her own hands and got got, got killed for it. Um, the reverend at Lawanda's church calls for 100 people to march in the street with him to protest the 100 uh, gang. Um, the inspector Henderson cuts, tries to cut him off, but the re- uh, reverend tells him the police department is corrupt, which we learned last episode. Mm-hmm. They let Tobias just walk in there and murder somebody. Yeah, and uh, he's put his faith in Black Lightning instead. Uh, Jefferson Pierce tries to warn the Reverend away, but uh, that doesn't work either. And it seems like you know Black Lightning's influence is growing on beyond what Jefferson can control. Yeah, uh, we we follow Anissa to a junkyard where she decides she wants to test out her strength by hitting some garbage. Uh, she gives herself some bruises punching a washing machine. Right. And then she figures out that breathing is the key, and she's able to concentrate, and she's able to kick the washing machine and make an entire tower of junk shudder at her top. Oh, I like that. I, I like how it they, was cool. I, I like how they did that at the same time they were doing the funeral for yeah. for Luanda. Like it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a nice little thing to that. Like she's coming. She's something's happening. Like there's a change going with her too. It was like this death. Um, in this sad death, and I'm glad that they, they went back to that death and they didn't just say, all right, another person got dead, let's just move on. But they stuck with that and it right. affected the community. And now, you know, we have to deal with this. Like, there's a there's a aftermath. Every episode, there is something that happens that the next, it pushes the next um, episode after that, which and I really it, enjoy. Even if you took the superhero element out of this show. Yeah. It's an interesting story just on its own. With yeah. and then yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good. And correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I, the two daughters they don't know their dad is Black Lightning, right? No. It's only no. the wife. Okay, no. I, so I was only pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah. only the wife. Um, Anissa goes to research genetic mutations at the library, and she gets invited to a cosplay party at the bar that this uh, librarian named Grace works at. That seemed a little mm. convenient. Yeah, but um. Anissa puts on some cat ears, and that's already enough to kind of inspire a breakup with her girlfriend. Maybe. Well, her, and she's her favorite of... team is Outsiders. Yeah, like Grace, right. Grace said her favorite favorite comic is Outsiders. She yeah. shows her a copy of it, too. Yeah. That, 
that is my biggest complaint with this show. This show is great, but you don't treat comic books like that. You do not roll them up in your pocket like that or crinkle them back or any of that. That's just not how it's done. Did that bother you and Logan, too, when they brought yes, up the X-Men it comic? Okay. Yes, it did. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I didn't even think about that. I didn't that. even think about that either, but okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair cop. Okay. That's cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll, All I'll, right. I'll allow it. All right. Um, on the uh, on the Jennifer side, Jennifer is excited to have sex for the first time with her track star uh, boyfriend mm-hmm. Khalid. She's so excited that she tells her parents about it. Who does this? <laughs> I don't Who know. Does but, you this? know, many many years from now, when my daughter decides to do this, please uh, don't tell me. Just let well, me live, you know who let me does live that? In ignorance, you know. We, we forget who does the people who are who are you how progressive this is. People that do this are people that are parents of psychologists. Her mother has degrees in yeah, psychology as well, so I that guess. that came from. It didn't come from Jefferson as much as it came no, from. No, well, I'm all about being, you know, kids being more open with their parents on the yeah. talk of sex and sexuality. But to sit down and have that talk, and then also say, by the way, it's happening this Saturday, yeah, and I'll be I'm at home. Get, and t- yeah. <laughs> that was a little far for me too, but yeah. hey, I, I, I get you know, I get being honest and open and stuff. I did like the part where Jefferson. Uh, like confronts Khalil in the school. <laughs> yes. Are you going to give my daughter athlete's foot in places where yeah. athlete's foot should not be? <laughs> right. Oh, man. Like, I like know. the look on that kid's face just when he goes, tell me how you shower. <laughs> what? Yeah, it exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it reminded me of Bad Boys when he was like, you ever been to prison? What? Like it reminded me of that. Ask him a crazy yeah. question. You're like, I'm I'm crazy enough that you do some some stuff to my daughter. I kill you. Yeah. Oh but yeah. But you gotta definitely. let him be scared. You gotta let him be that's, scared. That's the dad's job. That's the dad's job. Exactly. You gotta put but, the fear fear of God into the boy. That's that's right. But there's been this crazy notion of of, of daughters talking more with their mothers about sex. I mean, to that point, I've I've actually heard some stuff from parents that are kind of dealing with it because they're just so scared of their kids getting going out there and getting I, I guess with the with the with the world of not even not it's not even like getting pregnant but now it's like getting getting in a situation where you get you can get sexually assaulted now like yeah. you gotta you gotta be scared about all of this when you make them hide like back in the day we would hide and do what we did like yeah. now it's to the point where it can cost them their lives now well, I mean, I'm like I said, you know, I believe in being open and having frank sexual discussions with your kids, but I don't need Oof. to know. I don't need to know the day, date, and yeah, details. Yeah, don't tell me tomorrow. Okay? Don't tell me. Yeah, it's don't say it's a Saturday, Saturday or something. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't need like a save the date card for it. All right, there. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, yeah I don't need that either. Um, there's uh, obviously the 100 are not happy about the uh, protest or whatever, and they want to mm-hmm. send a message. We get a scene with Tobias uh, making a report to Lady Eve, played by Jill Scott. Yeah, he ain't even the big bat. Like that's another little thing we we learned in this episode. Like he's not even the the big big bad. He's he's under her. And I like the way she, Jill Scott played this. It was kind of like, yeah, uh, all smiles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's yep. definitely like you know she's like I don't mind people believing in God. They just can't believe they could take back these streets. You know, right. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. I mean, a really, oh yeah, really I love her anyway. But oh, the, me too. To see her be able to play it and be scary. Like I've never seen her play a character and be scary. Like she's right. she's acted a few times, but she's never been a 
a scary person. She's been, you know, she's usually been like a wife or a mother or something like that and, and kind and stuff. But there's an underlying evil in that in that conversation that just had me like, this is Tobias Whale. This dude walks, he does not care about anybody, right? He walked, like last episode, he walked into the police station and killed a guy yeah. right in the fucking cell, right in the damn cell, man. Yeah, but in this scene, he was respectful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that tells you something about Lady Eve, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So both sides are playing their cards here. We got um, Tobias sends the young man to follow the march with an assault rifle, and Black Lightning gets ready to protect the marchers. Um, sure enough, the henchman springs out. Black Lightning intervenes just in time. He puts up a really cool lightning shield to deflect the bullets from the protesters, and the Reverend starts singing Amazing Grace as the other marchers join in. And then Tobias shows up. And he can finally see with his own eyes that Black Lightning is still alive and well. Um, Tobias orders his right-hand woman to open fire. She does. And hits- can I throw in one line? Oh, sure, sure. Tobias? Uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Yeah. That, mean, that, that was a good one I didn't write down, but yeah, definitely. That was yep. a crazy line just before you about to shoot a reverend. And uh, they both, uh, the reverend and Khalil get shot. Uh, they both seem to survive, but Khalil might not walk anymore. So all the funny stuff that we got before kind of gets flipped, like 180 by this, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Khalil getting gunned down, and um, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem that the 100s plan to make everybody scared has worked. Um, the the police try to pin the blame on Black Lightning, but a one, one scene one scene that we, was weird to me is she was ordered to kill Black Lightning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I'm trying to figure out because I know in the in the second episode um, when they talk to the daughter, they say that when you look at Black Lightning because of his electrical whatever aura, you can't see straight. Like it, everything is blurry mm-hmm. when you look at him. And so I'm trying to. And I'm, that's what I was wondering: is is she tried to shoot Black Lightning, but did, was it blurry because of uh... that light? I didn't think about that because I was wondering the same thing too. Because didn't he say shoot that electric fool or yeah, whatever? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and then the dot because in the because they it was like I know they didn't just throw it out there for no reason. Is like when they asked the daughter, his youngest, like what did it look like you when she's on the roof talking to him to her boyfriend, and she's like, "Wow, you saw black lightning." He was like, "She said I really didn't see black lightning because all I I couldn't see anything right. but like a blur." I think that's so, why she missed, is because of the same deal. Yeah. Um, that wasn't really straightforward, so that was the only that was my only thing that was a little off with that. I th- I think had I been directing that, I would have had when she looked in through the scope have that Take point her of eye view. out. Like Take, like rub the, her eye a little bit or something. Yeah, right? or just have the point of view of the scope and then just he he looks blurry through the scope, you know. Yeah. Uh, the police try to pin the blame for the violence on Black Lightning, but they interview a woman on the local news, and she still believes in in him, and she's not the only one. Um, the Tobias has learned the truth, that Black Lightning is still alive, but Jefferson's end of this revelation is delayed because uh, the footage of the, uh, gets erased of Tobias at the scene, and uh, he apologizes uh, under his breath as he does so, so... Black Lightning, once again, very, very good. I enjoyed it very much. I give this an A for sure. I'm digging yeah. it a lot, man. Yeah, I, I, I got to give it a... I'll give it an A-. minus. 
My only slight minus was that I wasn't sure with some of the choreography with that with that scene. That's it. That's the only thing that bothered me a little bit. Was See, that. I was going to give it an A+, plus, but because of the treatment of that comic book, it's getting a straight A. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, comic cop. <laughs> Next, we'll go to The Flash. Honey, I Shrunk, I shrunk Team Flash is the name of the uh, episode. Uh-huh. This is about as Silver Age as it gets, this episode. Oh, for sure. So, Silver Age. so great. So great. It was pretty... And I got to say, though, when we get to it, Barry, again, does something very stupid. Yes. Yeah. I have to I have to say, though, you know, and I think Jerry brought up the point last week or somebody did about, you know, this is Flash like it was when we first started in that first season. And mm-hmm. who would have thought that the brightest, most fun se- season of the Flash is with him in prison? <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. My favorite part fun. about my favorite part about all this is Harry getting so pissed that he keeps mm-hmm. getting outsmarted by the thinker because he, you know, he's yeah, it bothers him so much. It yeah. does. It doesn't. Yeah. It isn't that the thinker has his best friend in jail. It isn't no. that you know he's tried to kill him a few times. No, no, he's just he's he's pissed. He's getting outsmarted. <laughs> yeah, the only reason. Yeah. Um, we check yeah. in with Barry in prison. Um, he's like cheating at poker and winning yogurt. Um, Big Sir kind of tells him the, the story of how he ended up in jail, and um, uh, Barry takes it upon himself to find the real killer and free Big Sir somehow. Um, but since the Barry is in prison, the team it goes to the team. Uh, Harry thinks they should do it because Barry hasn't asked for anything since being mm-hmm. in the clink. And um, while this is going on, a guy named Silbert Rundon, aka Dwarf Star, to those who read the comics. Uh, shrinks cord text supposedly meta human proof building. Look, I'm going to say this straight up. CW verse. <laughs> Enough with the cord teasing. Give us the damn blue beetle already, okay? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, they've that. had it in Arrow. They've had it in Legends. They've had it in Flash. Numerous times they've referred to cord industries. Just I give know. us the damn blue beetle already. I don't care what version. I don't care if it's Jaime Reyes. I don't care if it, you know. I don't care. Just give us a blue... You're going to go to this... If you're going to use it, use it. Okay? I'm sorry. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Joe, Cisco, and Ralph track him down, and they discover he looks like Big Sir 15 years ago. And they think that he might be responsible for the crime, and that's no coincidence that, you know, he's fallen into their lap now. But they don't get to question him, because Silbert does the Ant-Man trick of all, having a bunch of toys shrunk down uh, that he uses, a car, a parachute, a laser gun, and before he flees, he shrinks down Cisco and Ralph. Yeah. This is where we get the, I'm not a, I'm a gum shoe, not gum under a shoe. Uh-huh. We spoke about before. Um, they, uh, they find out, they, you know, uh, Iris steps on Ralph, um, and Harry says they're just as annoying miniaturized as they are uh, in real life, and you know, they do play it for humor, and that's fine. I'm glad Flash has a lighter touch this uh, season than last, you know. I'm... Did you think it was out of left field for uh, what you would call it, Joe's uh, wife to... Get psychic powers? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just hitting the A-plot first, and then we'll get to that. All right. Um, 
Harry tries to uh, modify Cisco's bazooka to save Cisco and Ralph, but it destabilizes them. So now they only have ten hours until they explode. God, why dang. did they not? I mean, he should have tested it. I don't get that. What's He's he going to test it on? What's he going to test it on? Yeah, well, I mean, we, he has nothing we, else that's been shrunken by Dwarf Star Energy. You okay. have to shrink something first, and then, and then well, and back, then, yeah. It's, he knows the reverse of what he built, so first build something to shrink, shrink it, and I don't know, it just seemed very unscientific method to me. Right. Oh, they're on the fly. I mean, that's for sure. But it's like when you, but when you say test it, you really, I, I don't see what you could, you could test it on. How yeah. about on any of those toys that got left behind in the shrinker's apartment? But those weren't shrunken. Were they? They, they were in full. I thought they were back to full size. I mean, I don't know. No, he had like all that stuff on those oh, shelves. Okay. You right. know what, Jim? He's not wrong. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm, you're. Right. You're not. You're He's not wrong. Not wrong. At all? I, yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. Oops. I'm like a broken clock. I'm right at least twice a day. Oops, they did an oopsie. You're right. Um, we we get another scene in uh, prison where um, Barry tells Big Sur what's going on, but Big Sur and Warden Wolf tell him that hope is a scary thing to have in prison, mm-hmm. even though Barry's superpower is kind of hope in a lot of ways. Right. Um, Harry is PO'd again, thinking the thinker had outsmarted him, and he screwed up the bazooka. But Cisco gives him a pep talk. <laughs> Excuse me. And they realize the only way to restore Cisco and Ralph is for Silver to blast them again. Which I figured anyway, right? So we all we, thought that. Again, we get the Ant Man knockoff where he's, you know, restoring tiny vehicles to the rightful size. Mm-hmm. Um, but Silbert's determined not to embiggen them, but Harry outsmarts him and tricks him into doing it anyway. Um, but Silbert refuses to admit he's the guard who killed Big Sur, uh, killed the guard Big Sur was imprisoned for. Um, so Big Sur's appeal falls through because, you know, that's the way court works in this world. Well, I guess. here's something else right. I want to bring up. And again, I realize it's just a show, but come on now. Barry says to Big Sur, they found bullet casings that matched your, your gun, which same model type gun. Yes, that is junk science in a way like Barry talks about. However, that guard was shot multiple times, so at least one or two of the slugs weren't through and through. So there were slugs in there, and that ballistic text uh, testing is not junk science. Rifling is definitely a fingerprint of specific guns, and there's just I, I'm just saying there there the evidence is there to be able to exonerate him now, and. It was really there to begin with, but I, I don't know. It was just quite. Well, I'm, well, I'm going to say something I only ever have said to Daryl before. You watch too much Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> when Daryl started calling me an unsub, then I knew. <laughs> <laughs> because I will say, yeah, you are right. The thing about, um, you know, the thing about uh, crime and stuff is. If you don't have the money to force the lawyer, sometimes they won't check things like that. Like, you know, they want to close cases. There are times when they just want a case to be closed. And see, if you have, and it, it all goes down to how much money you have, if you don't have the money for a lawyer that could be like, we, we will pay for the test to be done or something, you're stuck on the mercy of the police officers. Oh, no, I that. get that for the original 15 years ago, but this right. time he's got the DA reopening the case. She yeah, would but have they don't done want that to. But that's the thing is the the thing is no DA wants to be proven to put someone away 
wrongly. Yeah. That's not yeah. a that's a blur. That's a that's a blur right there. on their record. So you you have D you have some DAs that are good that will be like, yes, I'd be willing to sign on to have it done. But then you have a lot of others that are like, I don't want that mark on my record, and they will just not. They won't let you do it. And, and if you don't get it approved, it ain't going to get done. Plus, I mean, that, we find out that the warden is not on the up and up either. So right. I'm sure well, he did other through. crime, and he's done yeah. other crime. It's not like he, he's right. never done anything before. It's just not that. Um, after the appeal falls through, Barry was not going to let that sit. He waits for the camera to turn away from his cell and speeds Big Sir out of his oh, And drops him off brother. in China. Oh, um, and then comes back. But uh, Warden Wolf had another camera in Barry's cell that caught his prison break. Of uh, course. The warden knocks him out and puts him in the metahuman parts of the prison and calls none other than Aminet Black because he plans on selling Barry to her. Of course, you stupid, stupid boy. Now then, now let's deal with Joe and Cecile. Uh, for some yes. reason, Cecile's pregnancy has activated some sort of mind-reading power in her. <laughs> right, like... So apparently she's a meta, but it's only at a sub level, and it's like gestational. No, PSI and then they tried. What the hell? And they came up with why? Why I, did they make a stupid? Whoa, 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 rule just it? stop at the word why. Yeah, just, right. just why? Right. Why? Why? But why? But you, but why? you handcuff yourself when you have to say no meta. You can't. You just be born meta. Does know. it have to be something where you have to be hit with a plaque? It's a, yeah, residual dark matter in her brain. Yeah. Accelerator like, explosion. Again, you know, because science, I guess. Um, Cecile really gets into her new powers, but they're not making Joe very happy. <laughs> um, they go to therapy, and I don't even understand why they go to therapy. They can't tell the whole story. You know what I mean? And then Iris suggests that Cecile simply just asks Joe how he's feeling, and then Joe admits that he hates it. She knows all of the things he's afraid of, and it's all very sweet, and that's fine, but it was just not needed in any way. Then, in the ever-expanding Team Flash, Team Arrow, Team Legends, are they going to get a psychologist that joins them at some point? I mean, so they could have open discussions like right. that. Right, like a Doc know? Samson from the Marvel Universe type thing, where you know, right. they, can, they can like let, you know, let their secret identities be cool. You know? Or what's her name on uh, Lucifer, you know? Uh, Harry Osborn. Oh, go ahead. No, I, yeah, it's just it's just that really bothers. Like it, it just I don't know why they have to constantly link it back to was there a black matter machine somewhere? I don't know why they had to powers at all. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm mm. i that's why I'm asking. I'm why? Like, <laughs> it almost made me want to look up a research. Like, is there something with this, or did someone thought it was cute Ugh. to have them? Have her get these powers so they can go back to the damn uh, the the counselor. So they can I bet go it back was to Guggenheim. Like it was funny and when 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 uh, Iris and, and Barry had to do it. So someone, I I swear, you, I bet you someone thought it'd be cute. They could be having problems and they'd have to go to a. To it just a, made a no therapist. sense to me at all. It I didn't. do. It I didn't. do like that actress that plays the psychologist though. I remember her. She was the mom on that. I can't remember the name of the yeah. show back oh, in the eighties. Yeah, but had Eve, where she could stop time. Yeah. She was an alien or whatever. Yeah, I like it too. But I'm like, there was no need. For, yeah. It wasn't even a need for them to have a, a therapist. This is not a regular thing. This is not somewhere where they are having 
issues communicating on some level all of a sudden in their relationship, she got power. Like, she got telepathy. That's not something you go to a therapist for. Well, and how does she not get it anyway? Because everybody knows that what you say and do is what you say and do in social grace. Your innermost thoughts, though, you're going to think things that you know aren't right and you dismiss them or things you're not, you know. So all if right. somebody's reading that, you're going to feel Man, violent. I'd be smacked all the time. Every relationship I've been in, <laughs> if you could read my mind, we'd be past the counselor. We'd be straight to the, I don't want to see you ever again. I'd be like the yeah. first date would be getting smacked. Yeah, yeah. Donna Pescow. She had her own show, Angie. She was in Saturday Night yeah. Fever. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. done a bunch of stuff. I just oh, kid. I liked her. She's yeah, she's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, at the episode end, uh, Harry declares he's going to figure out what the thinker is up to because everything that happened in this episode, his fr- Barry's friend being in prison for a crime he didn't commit, <laughs> All right. could not be a coincidence. He wanted this to happen. Uh-huh. And that, it, like I said, it, it bothers me that Harry's more mad about that <laughs> than anything else. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I give this a B minus. Uh, it was fun, Silver AG, and I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the laughs and stuff, but the whole side story with Barry has been a little. I think it's gone on a little long now. And, and, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of not playing out very well. Even so. that, even that, and the and the whole thing with him being that dumb with his powers again. Like he didn't just get these. Like you, we get Barry from season one yep. all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, like, well, he already learned how to make speed duplicates of himself. It would have been easy enough yeah. to leave one in the prison cell while he did this yeah. with Big Sur, you know. Exactly. Like, and the thing that got me is you, you're you in a prison where metahumans are also there. You didn't think to be careful that maybe they have some kind of other way of, of uh, you know, sensing your speed power or any kind of, you know, power in the prison when someone powers up. You can't, like, you don't. You don't want to think about that kind of stuff. Like, it just was dumb, man. It, it was just, it was just a really dumb thing to do. That just, it just bothered me. Right. Plus, if he's not willing to break himself out of jail, why would he break this guy who he barely knows out of jail? I didn't. That didn't. I, that didn't scan for me either. So, yeah, I go be well. I felt like maybe he, on some subconscious level, he's like continuing the good his father did for this guy or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm with you too. A, a B minus. I mean, it. I really don't though. All of the out other than that stuff, I loved it. Like all the shrinking, all of that. I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, I had that a lot was fun. fun with that, but yeah, B minus. Yeah, it'd be, be my. The Cecile stuff is bothering me. I just don't understand why they had to do that. Can't Joe just have a normal girlfriend? You know. But anyway, let's move on to Arrow, because we must, I guess. Um, so one of the reasons uh, Oliver had to pay Kane James seventy million last episode is because the vigilante teams are not sharing information. I don't know why, but for some reason they only find out this episode that Vince is double. It's double agents or whatever. Why didn't they tell him last time? I don't know. Are they petty? What's going on? I'm not sure. But anyway, once they find out, Felicity comes up with a way to use Vince. She suggests to use a sniffer hacking device they used on Prometheus's mother last year on uh, Caden's servers. I don't understand how that worked. I don't know. Um, Caden's already questioning Vigilante's loyalty, though. 
And Caden has way more data than Prometheus's mother, which means Vince will have to stand in the server room for about ten minutes. <sighs> they must not have very good Wi-Fi, I guess. No, mm-hmm. no, they have terrible. They have terrible. Wi-Fi. Here's here's another thing. Okay, eighty terabytes streamed in th- three, five, ten minutes. What technology is that? I don't think anything even close to that exists nowadays. Uh, Do you realize how fast that is? That is that is. Uh, there's no way. They need no to way. watch Mr. That, Robot or something. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be almost your entire porn collection, Chad. <laughs> almost. 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 <laughs> I told you not to download download all of Pornhub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you have to download everything? <laughs> He's heard about net neutrality and panic. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, you know, maybe if he they hadn't been so petty and told them, you know, Oliver wouldn't have had to bankrupt the city. You know, um, Dinah, of course, is super opposed to it, but Vince agrees to do it. Uh, the two teams rendezvous at the bunker and they watch Vince through a body cam. Just happens to be on him, I guess. But of course, Caden walks in on him before the download is complete. But Vincent helps Vincent. Or um, Felicity helps Vincent talk, try to talk his way with Techno Babble out of the situation, and that move stalls Caden enough for the download to finish. But uh, as soon as he leaves, Caden and Anatoly taser him. One more thing about this scene too. So now Caden James is this ultra smart super hacker computer guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who would know better than to have the password to anything be the birth date of anybody, let alone your own son? Come uh, on. I, Come on. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> we'll get to as good as we can, guys. <laughs> uh, Team Arrow had no idea Vincent was captured. Felicity uh-huh. and Elena get to work on sifting through the Cadence data. Um, they discover a location of the bomb, and right as that happens... Vincent's comms suddenly come back on, and they hear Anatoly torturing Vincent. So, moral quandary. Do they go after the bomb and save thousands, or save Vincent? You go after the bombs. I mean, I guess this shouldn't even be a question, and no one should be mad at you about that afterwards, either. Say it with me, Daryl. The needs of the many outweigh like, the needs of the few, This is a or cop. the one. This is, this is not somebody who is an, is an innocent, right? This is... This is someone going undercover who has murdered cops. Yep. Mind you. Like Yeah, let's not forget about that. She did. It's she not even just isn't that, about. She just isn't that bright. I'm sorry. No, no, she I'm not blaming not. her. I'm not blaming none of this on the actors. This is all the my problems with the writing on this show. Yeah. They forget their own stories. You wrote these stories. You, no, no, shows... I'm not talking about the actress. I said the character is not. No, no, that no I'm right. just saying, even with the character, they forget their own stories. Like, there's one minute you, you like again, you want to do a gun control thing. You've been shooting people and killing people from like awful the last from day one, no. and recent episodes, like even the pre, the previous episode, you kill people, and the one after, <laughs> and the one after, and it's like, but then again, you want to do, and again, you this whole thing with him. He has never said, I'm sorry for killing these th- these cops. Like, Daryl, it can all be summed up into one word that Jim might have to bleep, but that is Guggenheim, period. It's not science. And it's, again, it's not something that's science. It's not, again, that it's a comic book thing. Nope. 
It's just, it's bad, just writing. bad start, bad writing. It it's is bad writing. It. You're absolutely right, Daryl. Hundred percent. That's my issue with this. This is that. It's like, and why do re- you keep doing this? I really like the actress who plays Donna, Juliana Harkin. I love great. her. She's oh awesome. yeah, no, I yeah, her. I. But, love but her. she makes this whole thing about you know if Felicity or Lila were there in Vince's place, they would have been ordered to save them first. Bull. That's that same situation's happened before, and and they went and so they went and saved the, the, the many people. You know. Yeah. So the outsiders are Curtis, Renee, and Dinah. They head off to Vincent, Oliver, and Diggle go after the bomb. Uh, of course that fails because Anatolian Dragon get away with the bomb because Oliver and Diggle are outnumbered. Of course. What kind of team is you? Like that that even makes me lose total respect for the supposed three people team. Yeah. Why would you go? Even if she went, I, I could see her saying, I'm going to go save him. You guys go. Right. At least they would you know have what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. But to but to just be like, we need to save Vincent after bomb. And when we get to the end, I, I got like I got major like I wanted to just throw my uh, throw the phone away when I was watching it on my phone. I wanted to throw it away when she got to the end. And she had a nerve to be mad at Oliver. I'm like, what? Plus, to me, it seemed obvious he was luring them. I mean, what else? Yes. Was, you know, it was obvious yeah, to me that, that it was all part of his plan. I mean, even of before they get there. So, but how in the hell can you be all right with yourself? And you were a cop as well. And you call yourself a vigilante superhero. When you would let a bomb go off and kill thousands for this but one dude. She did make a good point at, at, at Oliver, though. Even though I don't like her going off on this tangent to save him anyway but if this was felicity we'd be doing it you you no, know no he wouldn't he no, would have still he we had this issue we had the same situation i think it was not last season but the season before where he had yes. to choose between saving the city and saving felicity he saved the city and he saved the city and felicity ended up surviving yeah. yeah but this is his wife now i don't know no, you yeah. you you coming up with. Stuff. I think I think yeah, your love tough. of Felicity is clouding your judgment. I think that's what. It is. Your love <laughs> of oh Felicity. no! Don't get me wrong, because my love of Felicity has waned quite a bit since the ridiculousness we've had this season. So, yeah, but but it's in your right, like it's in your in the writing. That's what really drives me nuts with this show. Because right. I again, we this is not a hate. We hate the show. We love this show. Like this is the first. This is, you know, this is the first show. It was my favorite at one time. But it's like, it's lazy. Like, how do you be that lazy? This is not that long ago. If we could remember, if me and Jim can remember the, that episode with, yeah. with that happening, you you can't tell me that y'all can't remember that. Right, that, or, at least, or at least have the character bring it up and say, look, no, you're, right. you're wrong because we did the same thing, blah, blah, blah. blah. I've yeah. been through this. Like, yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to say that. I thought he was yeah. going to be like, I was waiting for him to go. Listen, when when I made this choice to do this, I gave up. I lost people because of it, yeah. because of the choices I had to make. It's part of the gig. Like you, you 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 try to save as many people as possible, and and then let her do her response of being selfish and mad or whatever. But Oliver just sat there like, eh, you know. Which I was understanding and fine with her saying, "Well, I'm going then," or whatever. It was when Tweedledum and Tweedledumber decided, "Well, we're going with," and you just figure that wasn't out. Wasn't even a question. They didn't yep. even. They did. Wasn't even a discussion. A question uh, of of them going to to do that. They just went and straight and did it. And I, man, please, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have ripped them a new one. 
I'll be like, yeah. this is why y'all ain't on the team no more because of what you just did. That, how, what are you thinking? Um, Dinah gets trapped under a beam because there's an explosion because, of course, Caden James set the whole thing up. Of course. And then Caden orders Laurel, who, by the way, has spent a whole episode kind of reconnecting with Quentin. Yeah. And they're trying to set up a redemption arc for her, and then in this part of the episode, she screams into Vincent's ear and kills him. Yeah. Like, what? Right before that, though, where she is on the ground and that girder is over her. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. This woman stopped a subway train with her right. scream. Right. She couldn't scream that thing off of her. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I thought about it. I thought about it, too, with the power. Again, yeah. Power levels. You don't, power levels come and go in this show. Mm-hmm. It's true. A lot. They do. They very much do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She, uh, Dinah is broken afterwards because Vince died for nothing. They weren't able to recover the bomb either. But they did find out some new information that the same person who doctored the surveillance photo of Oliver that was leaked to the press at the beginning of the season also uh, doctored the video that showed one of Oliver's stray arrows killing Caden's son. But Dinah doesn't care. She's focused on vengeance. And right. she wants to kill everyone, including Laurel. So we're going to have a war, yeah. war of the canaries. Right. Now, again... Like you, mm, you, you couldn't can't. stop them before, though. But now you're going to stop them. Right. right. Now you're going to... Because you're mad. Okay. Now, I, I have to go back to one of my earlier questions, and that is, Caden James is supposedly the super hacky, ultra-computer science guy, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. Who, who can't figure out that something was digitally altered? Yeah, when Felicity I, I, can, but he can't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What you about to go down this road, you're at, Chubb, I, you, before you get down the road, yup. Now, if he were a, if, if he were a big bad that wasn't computer guy, but he was a big bad, okay, I'd buy it. But his expertise alone should have been enough to know this isn't real. Right. Yep. Yep. You're right. Especially You're if they were able to right. if they were able to get the same footage and make that determination, you think he would be able to as well. Exactly. You know? So I give this a D. The writing just is just too much yeah, for me man. in this episode. I yeah. just did not, could not dig it, could not get behind it. It gives a D for me too. I, I it's just no way that like, you, I, I don't understand, man. The stuff that they do, it's like you, y'all should know better. Well, not to mention, I brought it up last episode too, but their fight choreography is just getting terrible. It's boring. It's just yeah. boring. It, it's not it's, just boring, but I mean. Dudes are going down or turning away before they're yeah. actually uh, hit. I, I, it, it is bad, just plain bad. I'm and telling I, you, the show needs a complete. Oh, I, I, I think the show needs a complete overhaul with the, with the writers, the showrunners, everything, yeah. just to do it over. Either, yeah, kill, I, either, I, either kill it or redo it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the two of you are too gracious this week with your double D. I'm. F all the way, major fail. This this sh- this show. I can't believe this season. It is just terrible. Man, let me tell you something. I would if I was in charge of all this stuff. I'd be like, all the I'd change the entire writing staff, and I would I would jump the show in a, a year in advance, a year or two uh, in the future. If anything, I wouldn't want it to have to even be linked up. It, it didn't even need to be linked up. I would just, and I would fix stuff. I would, I would just have it 
I would have it be a whole take your time, get the right people in there, and switch up everything. Yeah. I, I I totally would change it up. The choreography needs to be different now. It's the same. I tell you, it's like a dance routine. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, fall down, jump. And if you got shows like Daredevil and and uh, Punisher, you know that you're trying to compete with. That's yeah. not gonna, that's not going to play anymore. I mean, that chore- no. the choreography in Luke Cage and Daredevil and Punisher is like movie level fight choreography. You've got to step you know? it up, man. You really got to step up your game because this is just not cutting it. Yeah. Or step it back up. It's the the fight choreography on Arrow used to be great. That first season, even the second and third season, right. really good fight choreography. You had great stunt teams and all yes. of that. Yes. I don't know what it is. I mean, last season wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't great last season, but it wasn't like. I mean, this is just like, yeah. like you know, high school film class level shit. I mean, it's, it's became just boring. It's because it looks like it really looks like a show that the people are doing it aboard. Aboard. I mean the the choreography and the and and some of the storylines and stuff. It really feels like it's, and I, and even with the actors, I would say, it really feels like they're not giving them anything. By the way, question for the two of you: Are mm. either one of you wanting a Laurel or Evil Laurel redemption arc? Cause no one I, wanted I that. No, I don't Who want asked that? For that. I don't even want Laurel back the, the, when she came back. Thank right. you. Right. <laughs> like, and if you knew you were going to do this, why did you kill off in the first place? Yep. Like Just, you could have. Like why, if you knew you wanted to, if you if you're going to do the thing where you didn't want her to go away for good. Why kill off the character in the first place? It did make exactly. any sense they if you're going to use her now. They could have done what they did with the sister, just put her on ice for a little while and bring her back just into the put story, her, you know? Just have her leave town. Yeah. I gotta get my head together. This is too much for me. Um Yeah. Somebody so many reasons, man. you know. Yeah, that's all you gotta do, man. That's all you need to do, just have her leave town. How hard is that? You do it with everybody else. Ragman's gone. Yeah. I got to well, say, though, as, as this alternate evil Laurel, I, I, I enjoy her acting the character a lot more than I did the way she acted the original Laurel. Yeah, but then why redeem her, then? Why exactly. are you trying to redeem yeah. her? I don't understand that either. I, let like, her stay I, evil. Let her stay, let her stay evil. evil. She's more interesting although, that way. Yeah. Although, if they're... If they're you know, pulling a rope of dope on us. They're getting us ready and saying we're going to do this redemption arc. We're putting all the seeds to it, and then oh, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Pull they're the rug out her. from under. They're they going to kill her. No, I would like for them just to pull the rug out from under us, make her permanently this bad girl, and then maybe she's gone for a while. But hmm. then when she comes back, she's still a villain. I'm just. Saying- I bet you. I think the writing is so tired on this show. I bet you that her father will get almost killed. And she will jump in front of the bullet, yeah, you're and right. save him, and he will hold her, and she will say, "It's not your fault," or whatever. Or alternately, she'll she'll be the one to kill Caden, take down Caden James as right. he takes her down, yeah. saving yeah. her father, yeah. just like Daryl said. It'll still be a re- yeah. it'll still be the redemption, and then death. If I had to put money on it, I'd have to go with what you're saying. But yeah, yeah I, I just hope I, I'm wrong. I yeah, hope I'm hope, wrong. I hope you're wrong I, too. But I mean, but I, not a lot of hope with the way it's been written lately. That exactly, really, you're doing right? the same things over and over and over again, and yeah. I just don't get these characters. Like that whole shit, that was a big deal. Like those when they did, came up with that dilemma, I like in my mind, I just said, "There's just no way they all are gonna go." And rescue vigilante when 
thousands could be killed. Like, there's just no way they would put this dude over over thousands of lives. Nothing. No way. No way. Wasn't even a thought in my head. And then when the mother, I almost cursed. When them, <laughs> when they left, <laughs> when they just said, "I right, we going to save him," I was like, "What? Are you serious? Deal with it, Hoss. Are yeah. you serious?" Hossat. Yeah, I wanted to. Ca- I was done. I was like, "This show is ridiculous, man." I was, I was, I was done. Like it just didn't. It didn't. I don't know. Can can we talk about Batman and Go- Gotham? <laughs> Gaslight. Yeah, let's talk about Gotham by Gaslight for a little while, um, so, not... so we don't end on a low note here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me go ahead and drop off then, because I haven't, I haven't. Oh, seen you it haven't yet. seen it yet? Oh, no. I all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's wait till next week then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta watch it. You yeah, you really do. It's man. really good, dude. It's, I buy it, is... it digitally, but it's twenty bucks, and I already pre-ordered. No, if you already bought it, if you already yeah, bought it, why yeah, buy it? Cool. Best Buy will have it on Tuesday. No, no, Best no, Buy no, always no. gets the best packaging on the um, DC. No, it's worth it's worth sitting down and, and getting it the way you want to watch it. But I'm just saying, I it just I just recently reread the comic version because uh, we're going to cover it in Gotham by Geeks as well, and we're going to do the animated version. I watched that too, and, and I have to say, like. No spoilers or anything, but this is this is one of the times where they really did a great job of adding more to the animated version that was in than what's in the comic, right? Cool. And, it, and, it and, wasn't not, like, and not messing it up like killing Jeff. Yes, <laughs> yes. They, they well, add a lot to this stuff. Like they re- when Chubb, when you watch it, there's a lot they add to this because it's not a long story in the comic. It's one. It's a one shot. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is it's been a long time. I haven't read it since it originally came out, and this Best Buy packaging, it actually comes with a miniature of the comic, so I'm oh, going to... Man, when you, when you read, if you read, if you get a chance to read the comic before you read, you'd be very surprised. Well, that's what I plan how on short doing, the story I'm going to read, yeah. read it first, you'd, and then I'm going to watch it. You'd so. be so surprised how how short the story is, and then you go to watch the animated, and they add so many characters to it. And, and they were good additions too. They weren't. Yeah, well, we'll go more in depth on on next episode. Yeah. But um, the usually when they expand a, a shorter story like that, it's usually not for the better. Uh, like I said, the up. killing the <laughs> killing joke is a good example. But oh in, in my this, gosh. I thought the, yeah. I thought the additions they made were really really things that worked. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. So. They treat and and let me tell you, for all the people that were still angry and throwing things on the ground from killing joke, they treat women very. They treat women a lot better. Yeah. That's true too. In this in this animated version, they do in that. So it, it's it's definitely one of those where I was like, "Wow, I I just could not get over how the good the quality of the writing on it this is was making, just that good." This is making mm-hmm. me hope they do Red Sun, yeah, or uh, Kingdom Come, or some of the other yes. great great Elseworld stories yes. that we've had. You know, really do it. Make me feel like they yelled at somebody. It was like, look, we we got to get it together. Yeah, the we, last couple have not been good. We yeah. got to we got to get it together. I'd like to see. I don't know if you've ever read uh, Batman in Nine Lives. Mm. No, I don't remember that one. Dean, Martin. I don't remember that. A, a friend of mine was the artist on it. It was really good. It's a noir version. Uh, Catwoman's found murdered and. Uh, it's very like noir detective. It's very good. Written by uh, Dean Motter. Hmm. If you get a chance to check it out, Daryl, I know you'd really like it. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I read it before. I didn't read it before. Came out on how did I miss it? I don't know how I missed this. Came out I don't know about ten, twelve years ago, maybe. 
Well, yeah, I... 2002. Yeah. Yeah, I totally missed it because Michael Lark is on the art. Yeah, that's he's a friend of mine. So yeah, that's he's the one that I did because I didn't read it when it came out either. And then uh, uh, a few years ago, I had him on the Nerd Herd podcast, and he brought me a copy of it and signed it. Oh, Michael Lark, man, you get you, you, I know you're friends with Michael Lark. I get him for the show if you get it, if you can if you'll do it. Uh, I'll I'll see if you can. I haven't talked yeah. to him in a while, but yeah, he used to come on Nerd Herd all the time. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but get uh, that, watch that show, watch that. Yeah, definitely, and we'll talk about it next week in depth. For oh, sure. for sure. Yeah, okay. no doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody, for the DCTV podcast. Thank you, Rich, and thank you, Daryl. If you want to hear more of uh, Daryl's uh, uh, tones and musings, there are a whole plethora of podcasts named after a whole network named after him, the Taylor Network of Podcasts dot com. Go Trek yourself. Him and J.K. Woodward going off on the Star Trek Discovery. You got the TARDIS uh, podcast talking about Doctor Who. As you mentioned, Gotham by Geeks, a, a dissection of bat- some of the best Batman comics there are out there and animated stuff. Um, all kinds of great podcasts over there, taylornetworkofpodcast.com, including Nothing's On, which we'll, uh, we took last week off, but we're, we're coming back this week stronger and bolder, uh, bigger, badder, and blacker than ever. Um <laughs> And if, the, if that's not enough for you, head over to hhwlod.com. You can catch, as I mentioned, the DC, as you know, the CTV podcast, the It's All Connected podcast with my podcasting brother, Russ, covering the Marvel side of the TV street, and the Walking Dead TV podcast, which will be coming back pretty soon. We just got the teaser trailer for the next uh, half season of Walking Dead this week, so uh, that's pretty cool. We just put up a Walking Dead bonus episode where we talked about the video games a little bit and some of the news uh, from the Walking Dead show, so check that out if you're a fan. Uh, until next week, we have more shows to talk about, and we'll go more in depth on Gotham by Gaslight, the animated feature. Uh, we are Ghost. Good night, everybody. Thanks, guys. Night. Good night. Kids with guns. Kids with guns. Does it take up something to say?